So speaking of your family, you know, there's sometimes they say when when the when the cat gets out of the box, it's hard to put them back in. Are they demanding that they're backup singers on every one of your songs from now on since that last one? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast. And so here we are this morning with Riley Elizabeth Clements. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, we try to do that. And that one so wasn't even good. a hard one to, to hunt for there. That was, that was pretty easy. So good. welcome home. I know. I'm so happy to be home. I, I have to tell you guys, this is so surreal. I think it was the tail end of 2017. I was for the first time getting to go around and meet some of my friends at Christian Radio and and promote Broken Prayers back in the yeah. day. And this is the first, Day 103 is the first station where I sat and gave an interview. Yeah. And Ted was the first interview ever. November 5th. November 5th. 2017. That is so wild. And I remember after the interview was over, calling my mom, being like, <laughs> you know those mics that you see? that uh, Where, you know, the radio mics that you pull down? I just sat in front of one of those and gave an interview. And it was just so surreal. So, so what's changed the most for you? Would you say since November 5th, 2017? Wow. Here we are in September of 2021. And I can say that I have definitely learned a lot and obviously have so, so many new experiences under my belt. But I would say that even just sitting in the same seat, talking to you now and and talking about the music, um, the way that the Lord is speaking to me and the way that the way that I'm speaking to the Lord feels so much more rich and drenched in in in, in foundation. Yeah. And I think that's that's really a full circle thing to be able to to be able to see that growth and how that relationship has just become that much more authentic and everyday and I think that's always the goal to be to be growing in that. You're grown up. Look at her right oh, before our very eyes. Oh, there she is. Oh so my. if you remember back to that night, um, the, the record label rep that you had from Capitol Row was Brittany. Mm-hmm. Brittany brought you down here. She and sure did. Uh, since then, she has gotten married. Uh, she oh! moved out west. And I know. I hear that she's expecting. She's expecting. That's what I've heard. So Not any, 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 kind, any kind of pressure, Riley, on, on you to... Oh, good Lord, no. no. I'm a baby. I'm 21. <laughs> My parents tell me that all the time. They're like, don't forget that you're a baby. Yeah, don't rush it. I feel like a little kid still, which is great, which is great. All right. So speaking of that, does Riley have a uh, um, a husband and uh, in mind maybe or oh, anybody making your liver quiver right now? The liver quiver. That's very funny. I would say I'm at a beautiful phase in life where I'm really just enjoying the moment and uh-huh. getting to travel and tour and taking it day by day. There's nobody tickling the keys for anything like that? There is special? somebody tickling the keys. It's uh-huh. the most basic of stories, but <laughs> everybody tells you don't date a musician, don't date a musician, and then you meet a musician who loves Jesus and is, is a good, good old man of faith, and yeah. and then you date a musician, Ted. It's a very full circle. It's a very full circle. I want you to know, I didn't do much stalking to find that. That came off of somebody else's uh, blog or something that oh, I saw. Oh, I know. So, it's uh, it's so uh, crazy. About that. That's something I'm not used to, Ted, is is any sort of anything being able to find it on the internet. It is so wild. 
It's the new song, For the Good, from Riley Clemens. And Riley is hanging out with us here this morning. Good morning. Good morning. We have our coffee. We are we are, we are getting after it. Is this there any is pumpkin spice in it? No, I'm not that girl. Oh, there you go. I'm not I that girl. It's Riley just straight black coffee. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. And actually, she's here in person. It's not like video or Zoom or anything like that. Nothing at all. Listen, as you look back over the last... Oh, several years since you were here first time mm-hmm. in November of, of 2017. What can you say? Has there been anything you look back at now and you thought, man, that was really tough and that was hard, but I know that God had it for the good. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Um, You know, this has been something I haven't opened up about a ton because it's felt really fragile and vulnerable and in a lot of ways it's, it's felt very taboo to talk about in a church setting. And I, I think, I think 2017 year old Riley would have been terrified to speak about it. But I think in 2021, there's this new confidence to be honest with my story and to be honest with my family's story. So over the past few years, really since 2017, um, my family as a unit has walked through a really tough season together of, of outside hurt from extended family and, and people that, you know, we were close to and loved and, and trusted just some some betrayal and hurt that that does sink really, really deep. And uh, as we were walking through that, my family's anchor quickly became Romans eight twenty eight. Mm. you know, that all things work together for good for those who love God and are the called according to his purposes. And, and we even on the tough days and trust me, oh, there were the tough days where it's like, Lord. It's taking everything in me to believe that that's true. But, um, you know, through the hurt and pain and even now with with some things feeling very unresolved still, um, I, I can honestly look back and say that through that, my family, our unit of five, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, myself, we are closer in empathy and love and faith and trusting the Lord and the details, it, it, it's so much richer than it ever has been before. And I can see that that through it all, God was really weaving together this this promise of of making good from things that that seem impossible. Yeah. So speaking of your family, you know, there's sometimes they say when when the when the cat gets out of the box, it's hard to put them back in. Are they demanding that they're backup singers on every one of your songs from now on since that last one? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. You ruin your you. I'm telling you, you ruin your family when you put out a record and they see the physical copy and they open the booklet and they can find their name. You ruin them. <laughs> you ruin them. Every song from now on. I mean, you might need some choir stacks. Exactly. And my dad, it really got to his head. Did it really? Oh, he comes from the medical world. Uh And so, uh, long story short, his favorite song, one of his favorite songs I've ever written, Godsend, is the title of my record. He fell in love with a song, which is so sweet. And so, I asked him if if he would mind laying down some vocals. And it was so precious. And, um... And they sounded awful, and they're really buried in there. And he, maybe the average ear can't hear them, but he knows they're in there. That is it's awesome. Sweet. That is too cool. So, 2017, it's probably been a whirlwind since then for you. Um, I was talking with some students this past weekend at church, and I told them I was going to be talking with you. And they were asking, Gosh, I wonder what that life would be like, blah, blah, blah. Did you ever get to have that Friday night football experience, high school Friday night football experience? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So um, it was a crazy story. It was very much, it felt like a double life sometimes, but in a really great way. So I started writing um, every day, probably four days a week when I was a sophomore. It really got busy around my junior year of high school. So it was a crazy, it was a crazy setup. Um, instead of having a study hall as my last block of the day, I was excused for a work study. Oh, and go. so I would run off to the studio. I would write. That's but on cool. Friday nights, I was on the dance team and I was singing the national anthem. So I would be at all the football games and I went to prom. I did the whole nine. Were you one of those students that you, you, you had no clue what the score of the football game was because you're just walking around <sighs> socializing, walking the track? Well, you were the dance team, so you probably couldn't. Um, I well, we the dance team had our own social corner. We were, <laughs> we were waiting on the sidelines, but we, we weren't always looking very closely at the score, which is terrible because my brother, my brother was on the football team, so <laughs> he what he doesn't know won't hurt him. That's right. Did you see that catch? Uh, yeah, sure. Yes, sure. I sure did. I did. Definitely, I definitely. did. Riley Clemens hanging out with us here this morning. And all right, you're a fashionista, makeup girl, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. She's girly girl. To, I to am. The, the, should girls dress their age? And what is that? That's a great question, Ted. That that's a really great question. I think that I think that there's an intuition part that steps in. I, I feel like really at the core. At least per my experience, I, I always had a feeling of, of what felt what I felt was appropriate and and right for me. And of course, I also had really amazing female figures in my life who um, who always talked to my sister and I about what we were wearing and, and if it felt like a good decision for us. So I think more so than quote age appropriate, it's more important to just instinctually feel like um it's a good decision for you and it represents you well. And um, I think that matters more than anything that, that it, that it honors the Lord in a really yeah. honest and authentic way. And that also can open up another hard times for teenage girls, especially mm-hmm. when mom or that parent figure in their life says, you know what, probably not the good idea for you to go out wearing what you're wearing mm-hmm. because they, Oh mom, you're ruining my, who I am, my image. How, how do how do students need to deal with that, and how do parents need to deal with that? You think? Oh, I will tell you, I'm the last person who should be giving parenting advice at 21, <laughs> far from parenthood. But I will say, I was very blessed and very blessed to have a mom who, I, it was always a priority for her to talk about anything and everything with us. Any of our questions, nothing was too taboo. She would always sit and have a conversation, and so I think, I think one of the most amazing parts about that is that. Anytime I did have questions, I always felt super comfortable going to her. So I think that that's something that I want to model in every area of my life is being open to conversation always. What would you tell the teenager that's sitting here thinking, mom just mom just doesn't get it. She doesn't understand what I want to do, what I want to look like. Oh, that I mean, I've, I've felt that way a zillion times. So is my sister. So so are most of the women and men in my life have felt, mom, you don't know. But I promise mama mama usually knows best and she would love to hear me say that right now but i have an amazing mom and i know everybody has a everybody has a very different situation and especially those people out there who didn't have a steady mother figure or um who didn't have a healthy relationship with their mom i have so much empathy and um i just 
I hope and pray for those people that they can find strong female figures in their life to to nurture those questions. Well, you're dressed very fall, light, very, very seasonal I appropriate. Am, I have here, my so. faux leather on, oh, there so you go. we're there doing you go. it. So makeup tip. Give us a good makeup tip or maybe your favorite makeup tip or, or one that you go to every single morning you can't do without. Oh, this is a good one. My mom actually did teach me this way back when I first started wearing makeup. But um, she always loved the idea of wearing natural looking makeup or, you know, having some makeup on, but still being able to see my freckles. So um, do your makeup. And then at the end, I'm talking to you like you wear makeup, Ted. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I probably need to. Ew, no, you look great. <laughs> I always take a tissue and I rub some off of my nose so it looks like my natural skin. So really? my cheeks and nose. And then so people look, they can see a natural skin texture. Wow. Never would have, I need to try that then. The more you know. You sure yeah, do, Ted. Exactly. We're talking with Riley Clemens this morning. And how in the world do you handle headlines like this? <clears throat> oh, no. Most eligible single girl in Christian music is officially taken. How do you handle that? I don't read about myself on the internet. I don't. It's so funny. That was one of the first tips that my manager ever gave me. He says, listen. Don't go there. Never, ever Google yourself. And I don't. <laughs> so How, it's good stuff. You know, there, there's some students and even maybe up and coming artists that, that think they're, they're, they may not admit it, but secretly they're like, oh, I can't wait for those days when my name is out there and people know who we're talking about. How do you handle that? Is there is there any of that celebrity status that that's hard to deal with? I mean, I I think that I think that people will always have something to say. Obviously, anytime that anybody's in in a platform of any sort. I mean, even even whoever's listening, if you have any social media, you do have a platform. Yeah. And in many ways, people feel like they have a direct line to have commentary on your life or on your relationship with the Lord and I was actually, I was reading, um, I was reading Henry Nowen. Have you ever read anything I by Henry Nowen? Henry Nowen yeah. And there was an excerpt from one of his devotional books. And yesterday it was called, uh, the title of it was The Ifs That Enslave Me. Mm. Um, and the whole premise of it was, you know, if I'm smart enough and pretty enough and all of these things enough, then the world will accept me. If I'm this and this and this enough, then the world will do that. And so it, it, it introduces this very conditional love. And I think in many ways, any sort of platform that's reflected of the world and in the world by nature, even if it is um, a good platform, people will feel that they have the commentary to say, well, if you're this, then that equates to this. But here's where the good news comes in, Ted. Uh, the Lord's love is not if-based. Right. The Lord's love is is rooted in this amazing thing we call grace. And so um, I think that makes it easier to, to take everybody else's headline or opinion with a grain of salt and, and go back to the roots of, of what my relationship with God looks like. Incredible words of wisdom from a 21-year-old. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? And a little help from Henry Newman there as well. All right, Riley Clemens, has your dad had that intimidation talk with any guys in your past that wanted to come and court you or take you out? How did he handle that growing up? No, I always had really good taste, honestly. I was always so busy working. I still am so busy working that I, I'm, I've always had very good judgment, I would say. And... um 
I think that if I could give any lady, any man advice is find somebody who who fears the Lord and the rest tends to fall into place. But are there any guys that ever had to fear Dr. Clemens? You know, like they wanted to take you out. And, and I don't know what the rules are. In my family, if my daughter wanted to date anybody, if, if anybody wanted to date my daughter, they had to come and go through the trials of Ted first. Oh, my and, goodness. That's uh, so funny. I actually got known as that in, at Heritage High School is the trials of Ted if you want to date Lauren. Oh, that's that's really good. I don't know. I was never a dater. Like, I, I didn't date a lot in high school. Yeah. I was always so busy. Yeah, sure. And so... um. I think that's a really good thing. But my dad, my dad is a, a really great guy and he has super good judgment too. So do you have a shotgun? Oh Lord. No, thank God. <laughs> thank the Lord. So going to be like cleaning a gun or anything like that when the guy comes to ask you finally no. to marry you or anything like oh, that. Oh Lord. No, uh, let's hope not. Let's hope I need not. to get his phone number. I'll give you some sure good do. tips. I've got an application for how to date my daughter. There all that you kind go. Of stuff. That's so great. I need to hook up Dr. Clemens there. We're talking with Riley Clemens this morning and 21 years of age. You graduated from high school not that long ago, really. Mm-hmm. Should the way students think about dating today, should it be a thing in high school? Should dating be a thing in high school? I don't. And th- I promise, this is my last dating relationship question. <laughs> I don't think there, there's like, there's a one cure all for everybody. I think that again, it's it's very intuition based. I, I think that, you know, the minute that there's this one cure all for everybody is the minute that it. it it maybe drives people to make decisions that aren't super healthy for them. Yeah. So I would say, again, it goes back to, it goes back to, I think knowing who you are, knowing where your identity is rooted, um, knowing how your faith stands. And I, I think, again, if that is the goal to maintain a healthy relationship with yourself and with the Lord, knowing who what He says about you and he, who He says you are, yeah. and then finding somebody who also, again, it all goes back to fearing the Lord. I think my dad taught us early on: find a man who fears the Lord, find a man who who wants to pray with you yeah. and be a leader, and that has always been the goal. So I would say, in high school, if you can't find that, then don't worry about it. Don't just it's not worth it. Just just focus on you and focus on keeping yourself healthy. I always tell students in my youth group, it's like, are you ready to be married yet? No. Then why are you dating? Just don't. Anyway, but I know it's a whole lot more into it than that. Oh, yeah. Hanging out with Riley Clemens this morning. Riley, fall yay or fall nay? And I have an idea of the way you're dressed. I know the answer. Oh, already. yay. Fall is my favorite time of the year. Really? Fall, I'm a fall and winter girl. Why? Why? It's everything to me. It's like it, it's so, and it, probably because it's very nostalgic. The sound of TV, the football on in the background, even if I'm not watching the game, it's just a very cozy, nostalgic, warm and fuzzy feeling. Gotcha, gotcha. I love but it. But we also learned she's not a pumpkin spice girl, though. No, I'm not. But I'm not a flavored coffee girl. Okay. I like. I want it straight up. Give me a black coffee. If I have anything with any nuance to it, I'm gonna have an oat milk latte. An- Oatmeal latte. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I'm not a hot yuck drinker yet. I'm not old enough for coffee, so... Uh, it's okay. Uh, uh, that's right. You've that's outrun right, it long sure. enough. Just exactly. go with it. <laughs> you mentioned football. Big football fan or eh, whatever. I root for whom, for who my brother and my dad root for. Oh, cool. And who is it currently? They're, they both went to Auburn University. Wow. So I have to say War Eagle. 
Okay. I have to. Do because you know what that means, War Eagle? I do. Okay. I mean, they're Auburn fans. I know that even though they have a tiger as a mascot, confusing, the eagle. Isn't it? Very confusing. <laughs> but I have been to an Auburn game. I have seen the eagle fly. It is very patriotic, go. and I very much appreciate it. So. so when you sing the national anthem, I know you said you sang it at high school games. I'm assuming you've probably sang it at some much bigger platforms than high school already. I have, which is super cool. Are very you grateful. a traditional sing it like it's supposed to be sung? Or do you give it your little Whitney Houston frills and go into it? I will say I had an amazing choir teacher. More than choir. It was a cappella. It was, it was uh, intensive vocal training all through high school. And she always told her students, Riley, the national anthem is good enough. You don't have to add more notes. The notes are there. And so I think that, that simplified a lot for me. It's already a great, great, great yeah. song. So sing the song, connect people to the lyrics, and that's what it's all about. Shout out to that teacher. Who is it? Jenny Oldham. Way to go, Jenny. What a champion. Way I to love go, Professor Oldham. Or I whatever. love Sweet Jenny. Yeah, for sure. I, I, one of the first times I ever sang the national anthem, it was at an ROTC event, and the colonel came up to me after and he said, Ted, good job, but it took you longer to sing that than it did to fight the whole doggone war. So that, I, I learned real quick. <laughs> that means you might have put one too many notes in there. That's right. That's, that's amazing. Right. What's next, Riley? What's oh, next? I'm so stoked. I just put out my new single for the good, and Woo-hoo. now I get to go play it on the road, there which I'm so stoked for. So um, I'll get to go out on the road this fall with Torn Wells and oh, Andrew Rip. Yeah. We're hitting... We're hitting tons of cities throughout the U.S. It's going to be so much fun. I'm just so grateful to be on the road. And even if it's not coming right here to Chattanooga, until grace, rejoice, and for the good. All three of those you can hear on J103, so you got to make a road trip plan and get out and see that tour somewhere. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you this young lady right here will have the coolest merch out of all three of those, right? Oh, I promise I will. Torin <laughs> wouldn't like to hear me say that. <laughs> but I'll, we already have all the merch designs in, and it's they're, they're really fun. You know, I, f- I didn't think about that. I didn't think through that question. Torin Wells probably has some pretty kicking merch, too. Oh, yeah, Torin does, because he's, I mean... He's very invested, and he is so involved in every aspect of his career. I have so much respect for it, but he's also the nicest, the nicest guy yeah, he is. in Christian music. For I mean, sure. he's for amazing. Sure. Riley, how can we pray for you, minister to you and your family and your ministry right now? Oh, thank you for asking. I I would really appreciate prayers right now for safety and health as we travel and we're on the bus and we're on the road, just protecting the bus drivers and and the artists and the players and all the crew and everybody who comes out and sees the show just just praying for them and praying that the lord would would let them hear the words and lyrics that that he has for them that night let me pray with you hey god thank you so much for riley god what an incredible young lady you've created i'm so thankful for her obedience to follow what you have for her the path you have lined out for her. i thank you for all of the right doors that you've opened for her to walk through i thank you for your protection over her and her ministry and god just what you're doing through her now god i pray that you would just encourage her that you would strengthen her that lord as she is getting to get out and do what you've called her to do on the road in front of of listeners and fans and and others that maybe not even used to know what Riley Clemens music is all about. God, I pray that on this tour that you would help them to see you and your love through her. God, we just pray for protection over her, all of the musicians, the bus drivers, the crew, everybody on that whole tour that's coming up and just bless her and her family. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. 
Man, come on, Preacher Ted. Riley Clemens in the studio. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.